Well, good morning, LOH. How are we doing this morning, church? Welcome to the Lighthouse of Hope. If you're new with us, uh, we are grateful that you are here. Um, if you've been here with us, we are grateful that you are here. Um, I'm excited to preach today. Are you excited about this morning? Yeah. God is so good. And uh, He's doing a mighty work in this place. Um, so grateful for Pastor Tim and his leadership. Uh, are you grateful for Pastor Tim? I, I mean, just an awesome vessel uh, that brings the word. And, and uh, he had this idea, I guess, by the Spirit and Jesus in his time that he wants to just go through John. Um, eight weeks, the I am's of John intro, and then the seven I am's. And so uh, I have the privilege of doing two of them. Uh, I hope you're excited about that or, or not too frightened about that. Uh, this one is I am the vine. Um, so if we can stand and uh, we skip a couple chapters to John 15, um, but I think it'll be um, great with where we are going. Let's read this out loud, okay? Ready to go. I am the vine, you are the branch. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. That's Jesus speaking to us today. Remain in me. I love the entire worship session. It was just about being with Jesus. Being with God. Abba, I belong to you. Can we just close our eyes for a moment? Let us slow down. The phone is going to be all right in your pocket for a little bit. Let's close our eyes. Father, what do you want to say to me today? What do you want to speak to my life today? I love you so much, Jesus. Come on, just, just go ahead and tell him. I mean, he's brought you this far. You're here today, not by accidents or chance. He's brought you this far. I love you, Jesus. Apart from you, I can do nothing. So here I am. Speak to me today. In Jesus' name, everybody shouted, Amen. Amen. Would you say hi to somebody next to you? Welcome, to, welcome them to the church. Yeah. And then that person you ignored, go hi to say hi to your second choice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh man. No, I kid about the phones though. Um, phones are like a curse. I mean, are they a blessing or a curse? Like a blessing and a curse, but like more of a curse than a blessing like all these apps like what's the best what's the best social media snapchat you guys don't even use facebook right youth doesn't even use facebook anymore did you guys know that the youth don't use facebook because it's just for like their parents <laughs> so so let me ask you this this will be a quick survey have any of you guys heard of the vine who's heard of the vine raise your hand it's a social it's social media not the word of god the <laughs> Vine, okay, yeah. 
Dev and I were talking about it, and he's like, well, I mean, it might work if you say do it for the vine, but there's about like 10 years of people that might know what you're talking about, and then the rest of the church will just have no idea. So my message today, if you ask me a title, will be do it for the vine, and we all go ahead and write that down. <laughs> if you know the social media um, app, you, you might laugh. Uh, do it, everyone's just said do it for the vine. What it was... For those of you who don't know, it was six-second video clips, and they would just loop through, like stupid stuff. It would just loop through till you're done with it, and you would swipe, and there would be another video. Six seconds, and, you, and then Instagram came out with a 15-second video, and it was done with. So that's what happened to the Vine. <laughs> um, but, but social media is so, like, honestly, in my opinion, it's, like, terrible for society because it just feeds this, like, I want it now, I post it now, I want response now, I want affirmation now, I want you to tell me I'm good, I want you to tell me all these things, and, 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 and we just live in this society that is connected but disconnected, is fast but often distracting, and we don't do anything of purpose and meaning. I read this book by Cal Newport, which is really good, it's called Deep Work, and it talks about rules for success in this distracted world. One of the biggest things is we're so distracted. We are so distracted. And even now you're thinking and your phone's buzzing or dinging and you're just like, ah, how many likes did I have on that? Or how, how is this? And, and we have, we're more anxious than ever, more stressed out than ever. We're more connected but disconnected than ever. And uh, sometimes we come to church the same way and we want it to be in this box of like being really quick. Jesus, be quick with my blessing. Jesus, be quick with providing for me. Be quick with my promise. You promise me, I don't have to wait. I want, I want it now. And we feed, and it, and it often goes into our relationship with God and totally messes us up. Totally messes us up because we believe that God, as, as social media is, is some sort of formula that if I post it and if I have Wi-Fi, that it will be posted and I have a certain amount of followers that will automatically like it. Tuck, you like every one of my pictures. Like, <laughs> just kidding. But we have this thing that, that honestly is more of a distraction. And then in this book that I was talking about, he talks about being people of the few, people of the deep work. J.K. Rowling, when she wrote her books, she would go away, isolate herself, and just write of, of deep things. Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, these guys that won't even use their phone that have created this stuff because they know how distracting it is. And, and for them to produce something of deep value, they had to often get away, find some moments of uh, seclusion and do something of deep purpose, deep meaning. And Jesus says, I am the vine. What is, his terminology is so amazing. This life, this organic nature. of who, I am the vine. Think of the growth of a vine, of a plant. How long it might take to even see any fruit at all. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me, if you continually abide, you will what? You will bear much fruit. However, apart from me, you can do, what's that word? Nothing. Nothing. I think all of us would say that we want to be influencers, influencers of society. 
All of us. We believe that our life, there's, there's something bigger, something greater. Like, like the people in my circle, God, I want to influence. Use what you've given to me to influence, right? Not, not influence according to the world, but to something eternity. Because the world's temporary. In His eyes, if we bear, if we remain in Him, we will bear fruit. This is how we're called to live. So we're going to look at John 15. We're going to look at 17 verses. Is that good? 17 verses and, and point out some observations within it. So let's all open our Bibles to John 15. If you haven't already, let's just have a discussion. That says eight minutes. For each slide or so, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying. Okay, all right. John 15. Uh, and, and let's just together. John 15, 1 through 4 is where we'll start out. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. I don't have time to discuss all that, but that's, that's amazing in and of itself. Verse 3, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. And you say, okay, Dustin, we'll start right here. And that's good because I come to church, I wake up, I read my Bible, I pray, I worship. Okay, so like, I think I got this like remaining thing down. I think I'm abiding. All right. Let's look at emotionally healthy leader. Peter Scazzaro has a wonderful idea for all of us. I think that we have this down pat. Um, he, he uses this idea of loving union rather than like abiding. Loving union is the same as this John 15 abiding. He says, you know you're not experiencing loving union when... You can't shake the pressure you feel from having too much to do, too little time, are always rushing, routinely fire off quick opinions and judgments, are often fearful about the future, are overly concerned with what others think, are defensive and easily offended, are routinely preoccupied and distracted, consistently ignore the stress, anxiety, and tightness of your body, feel unenthusiastic or threatened by the success of others, Number 10, routinely spend more time talking than listening. So who's good with that? You can preach the rest of this. We have work to do, is all I'm saying. All of us have work to do. What does this mean? Perhaps, if we're talking in practical terms, reading our Bible is important. Our prayer life is very, very much important. Our worship life is very much important. However, could there be another aspect of this space and place that we need to put in our rhythm of abide? Moments of putting our phone aside and even our YouVersion Bible app and slowing down just for a second to say, God, before I go to work today, I don't want to be mad at everybody the whole day. I don't want to be so stressed and, and anxious about all these things that, that you told me in your word. Do not be anxious. Do not worry. And Jesus is there. And he says, remain in me and I in you. And if you do, Dustin, you will, you will bear much fruit, which leads me to my next point. 
verse 4 and 5. It says, remain in me, if we have our Bibles, and I will, I mean, sorry, if you have your Bibles, read along. Sometimes I speak over myself. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So, essentially synonymous with abiding in Jesus is bearing fruit. So, so we can get, like I said about the influencers, and we want to we want to produce a life of purpose and meaning, and we want people to know it, people to see it. And Jesus would say, if you get this down, if you slow down, if you abide, if you rest in me and, and lean back against me and breathe, rest and feel my heartbeat for the world, feel my heartbeat for the church, Dustin, you will know out of that what you're called to do. You will be bearing fruit. And fruit that will last. We'll get to that later. But abiding says if we make that a part of our rhythm, if we make that a part of our everyday life, it's almost, according to Jesus, automatic that we bear fruit. Automatic that, that your life has something to show for it. Much fruit. Young person, old person. You want your life to matter. Old person, you wonder whether you're done yeah, Jesus tells you to abide in Him and you will bear much fruit. That's amazing. Who, wait, wait, who are we abiding in? Oh, 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 Jesus. You know, sometimes we just remain in me and I in you. Okay, Jesus is in you. The Creator of everything. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word, purpose and meaning, Logos, is in us. All that we've ever needed is in us. Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the great God and King, the great uh, Maker of everything is within side of our souls. And He says, abide. Sit with Me in the morning sun. Sit with Me in the noontime. Sit with Me in night and abide in Me. And you know what? You'll start to see fruit be produced in your life because it's not just anybody that we're remaining in. It is Jesus Jesus, <sighs> abide in who? Abide in Yeshua, Jesus of Nazareth, the one who cares so deeply about every aspect of your life, cares even for the sparrow. How much more are you not worth more than these things? Son, daughter, I care for every part. I care for school tomorrow. I care for Monday morning at work and you got to give your presentation. I care for every aspect and every person in your circle. I care for your family. I care for your grandkids. I, 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 just give it to me. Rest in me. And you know what? You will bear fruit. Dad, Mom, you will bear fruit if you abide in Jesus. Not about checking off the boxes. Not about reading all of this stuff, which is amazing. The New Covenant is extremely amazing for God's people. However, let us not look past the person that is within. Let us not read Scripture like Jesus said and not come to the One who is life. Not come to the One because it all testifies about Him anyways. And we have an opportunity to come to Him today and tomorrow and this week. Abide. 
Let's slow down for a second. Because, because if we don't, John 15, verse 5 through 8 says this, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me, or if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, apart from this connection and this community, communion and this relationship, you can do nothing. N nothing. You say, well, I went, to I went to college without Jesus. I got my degree without Jesus. All that. But of eternal significance, of eternal value, that when, when we stand, when our life is just a vapor, and when we stand before God, we, we have actually something to show for it for infinite amount of time, for eternity. Amen. Apart from Him in these moments, in our weeks, we, we can't do anything. Verse 6. If you do not remain in me, you are like... I don't like this verse. I don't. You are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. And this is up for interpretation. I mean, you, you can interpret it however you will. But in my opinion, Jesus is talking about believers and he is saying for the believer that doesn't remain in me and abide in me on a weekly basis, essentially you are of the same level of influence as someone headed to destruction. Your life of, of what I want to do, the things that I want to do and accomplish and say, and all, the, all these things, if we don't abide in Jesus, if we don't have our time of a moment, if we just talk, if I just preach, and I just preach this, but I don't have time to meditate and to process, I'm the same. My words are just empty. I'm the same as if someone that is going to be thrown away and we have nothing to show for it. However... However, if you remain, what contrast here? If you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. That's amazing. I, I think in, in Jesus' name, I, I love that idea. I couldn't help but think of um, when I got married to my lovely wife, Chantel. Um, give it up for Chantel. <laughs> love you, baby. Um, when, we got, when we got married together, we were standing before that altar, right? Like the ceremony. And I said, I, I, I love you no matter what. I love you no matter what. Like the good and the bad. Like whatever comes, rich or poor, right? Death and life. I will love you no matter what. When we do that ceremony thing, we give our vows and we exchange the ring. It's for eternity. And when we kiss, which is an awesome part of the ceremony. When we kiss... The preacher, what does he do? He says, I present to you for the first time, Mr. and Mrs. Dustin Wharton. And our communion with Jesus is that same way. When we as a church commit ourselves to Jesus before the altar and say, Jesus, I commit to you all that I am. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I commit to you all that I am. He says, I present to you the world. I present to the world the name Jesus over his church. And now we have the same ability to approach. We have the same access that Jesus did. Because our name has now been changed. Mr. and Mrs. I don't want to be blasphemous, so I don't know if that quite works completely. <laughs> you guys get it. Communion. 
Communion with Jesus, the implications of that means ask whatever because your name is Jesus. Your name is the same as my son, perfect and blameless. When Chantel committed, her name was Wharton. What is that? You have a lot of access now? I don't know. I'm a Wharton. I get it. I, get to, I don't know. And what's it for, though? Verse 8. This to my Father's glory. It's for my Father's glory that I make you ask whatever. It's for my Father's glory that we have this communion. It's all See, when Jesus blesses you, a child that abides in, in Him, when He blesses you, it's all for His glory. When you bear fruit, it's for His glory. When the church bears fruit, it's for His glory. So it's not difficult for the Lord when you ask Him things and He gives them to you. He's not a genie. It's not a formula. It's a, it's a relationship. I want to give to my wife. I want to give to my son. I want to give to my daughter. It's the same way. Wait, was that just prophetic? I don't know. <laughs> I, it could be. What did you say, Eric, in the green room? He said, I feel like if you have a daughter, your crying levels are going to skyrocket. <laughs> like, that might be true. That might be true. So you say, man, like, I, I really do try to do this, Dustin. Like, I try to have moments with God. Like, I, I want to um, rest in Him, right? Like in Hebrews, it says, make sure you enter His rest. And so I, I want to do this with Dustin. I, those first 10 things that you read from Peter Scazzaro, like, that's not my life. Or at least it doesn't look like it. Like, I'm really trying. Like, tomorrow I'm really going to set my alarm to, like, wake up before work because it's so hard. I know, like, if I'm running late and I go to work, like, I just, man, my brain, my mind, I'm just so worked up. I start to rip on people. I start to cut people down. And that's not the way Jesus is. So, yeah, Dustin, like, I'm going to try, like, tomorrow to, like, rest and abide in Jesus and and, and I have been doing this for months and months and months. And, and for those people like that, I want to give you three encouragements. And even the people that are about to start tomorrow of saying, like, I want to create a rhythm in my life where I'm abiding in Jesus. Number one is this. You can only see progress through a time lapse. Have you ever seen a time lapse where a, where a camera is going for a long time? Like you watch the Animal Planet. My dad watches the Animal Planet a lot. And like it goes through the seasons, like the clouds come over top and all those things. You know, Jesus compares us to a, a plant. And there can be several days where you see nothing. Several days, and then, and then you see something sprout. And then there can be even months before you even see any fruit. And then there's certain seasons where, where things die, things come back to life, all these things. Child, son, daughter, even, even God Himself stopped, seven stopped at the seventh day and looked back to see what He had accomplished and said it was good. Sometimes we just need in our lives to walk, to walk, to walk. And then when we're 35, we need to look back. Say, man, what, look what the Lord has done. Look where the Lord has brought me from. I'm not there anymore. He is producing fruit in my life. I'm no longer such a little puny plant that I'm starting to see things in my life that I never even could have imagined. Abide in Him. You can only see progress through a time lapse, so don't give up. The Bible tells us not to grow weary in doing good. For in due time, what? You'll reap a harvest. Number two, intimacy is always the goal. 
I talked about being an influencer because I, I liked saying that, like opportunity. I believe that, you know, in sports, it's like capitalizing on opportunity. Opportunity presents itself. The coaches put you in position. Capitalize on every single opportunity that you have. But listen, spiritually speaking, it's not necessarily the same way. Number one, intimacy is the goal. Intimacy. Peter Scazzaro says this, what I do matters, but who I am matters much more. Can we read that together? What I do matters. Who I am matters much more. Who I am. Who am I becoming? Do I look like the person of the red letters? Do I look like Jesus? A person who came not to be served, but to serve and to lay down His life for His friends. Are we honoring other people above ourselves? Or are we just using our lips and acting like we do? Who I am matters much more. Peter Scazzaro goes on. This book's really, really cool too. This is another book that I read this, month, this year, and I think I'm going to read it every single year because it's amazing and I'm really emotional. But <laughs> emotionally healthy leader, it says, watch for internal signs that you are exceeding your limits, doing more for God than your abiding relationship with Him can sustain. For example, lack of peace, irritability, rushing. Make it your first priority and goal to seek His face and to do His will with each day. Jesus says in John 15, verses 8-11, through 11, This is to My Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be My disciples. I love this. Just let this wash over you. As the Father has loved Me, so have I loved you. Now remain in My love. If you keep My commands, you will remain in My love. Just as I have kept My Father's commands and remain in His love. I have told you this. I have told you this even today, guys. So that My joy, Jesus' joy, may be complete in you. That your joy may be complete. Say Amen. Amen. Let that be the case. Let that be the case. Are we so distracted that we can't find joy? Are we so right away to our phone? I, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect at this. I'm, I can't tell, man, if you want dirt on me. <laughs> I'm real good on stage. No, seriously, though. I, I'm real good on stage. Aren't we all? But this is real life, and no one's perfect. And I'm just preaching what God is doing in my life. This is what I want to see happen in the church, in my life, God's people, and I believe Jesus does too. He says that if you abide in me, remain in my love, this is what your life will look like. Let's take them up on that. And then the third encouragement is this. Jesus was the one that started this anyways. John 15, verse 12 to 13. My command is this love each other as I have loved you. It, it took 12 verses for Jesus even to give a command. Because this is the, the main part is this abiding. And out of this abiding, here's the command. Not, not one without the other. Here's my command love each other as I have loved you. In that quiet time, that love that you receive, that love that you feel, now give it. Now, now go ahead and give it. 
Encourage people. Love people. As I have loved you. Not, he says, love your neighbor as yourself. But think, think about that, Jesus, okay? Now, he hasn't went to the cross yet. But he, he wash, I mean, wash your feet. Like, like think, of, think about Jesus. Like, and now we get, for us, as I have loved you, wait. So Jesus, you died on the cross for us. And we're called to love other people that same way. Love our wives that same way. Love our kids. Love our friends. Love our family. Love our church. Love our pastors. All that same way. For greater love has no one than this. To lay down one's life for one's friends. For you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. What fruit that will last. So that whatever you ask in my name, the Father would give you. This is my command. Love each other. I want to look at these. I choose you and appointed you. The first time I ever preached here was uh, two years ago. And I preached a message, put a ring on it. Um, if you haven't listened, to it, go listen to that. Um, put a ring on it. Um, it was about the prodigal son. But Jesus, Jesus choosing us and appointing us. It's this word appointed is this word tithame. And it's where we get the word tithe from. So Jesus chooses us. And then it's like a tithe, like his first fruit. He sets it aside for a specific purpose. This is what my tithe has been set apart for. It's for the work of God. And so Jesus says to you and to me, he says, I choose you and I have set you aside for this one purpose, this specific purpose. That's what he's done each and every one of us. If we have breath in our lungs, that's what he's done. That's what he wants to do to each and every one of us. And that's your cue, Tucker. Matthew 7. I've got one more verse that I want to share. So like what it, it's all about abiding. Yeah. All about abiding. And uh, let's just turn to Matthew 7 because I believe that it's dangerous if we don't. Even in the things that we do for God, you know, like do for God. Knowing God is so important. Knowing his heart. And I want you to know his heart. I saw this thing on my sponsored ads scrolling through Instagram, I think this morning. It was this morning. That's scary, guys. And it was this thing for youth, and it said biblical illiteracy. And it scrolled down to shallow faith. Biblical illiteracy and shallow faith. And I don't know what you think about that. But I got kind of upset about that. Because if you read Acts, these guys that were filled with the Holy Spirit, they were unschooled untaught men and change the entire world. So we can, we, I, I understand the Word of God is alive and active and sharp and pierce. I, I understand that. But I also know you can read the Word without abiding in Jesus and miss the whole point. 
you can do all these things. And it's, it's dangerous what you do with the sword if you haven't abided in the one. If you haven't learned how to use it. And Jesus says this in Matthew 7. And I don't want you to just get caught up in, in, in the words, but I want you to see this in a big picture. He says in Matthew 7, verse 20, thus by their fruit you will recognize them. Okay? Verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, Master, Master, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And we listened. We heard what Jesus, the way he wants us to live. Verse 22, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? In your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles. But what does he say? He says, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me evil doers evil do evil here are these people professing communion by declaring in his name and doing some many of things that are applaudable acts by us and he says he never even knew them let me put it in terms you might understand but honey I did this for you I provided for you. I paid the bills. I took care of the kids. I went to the football games. I went to cheerleading practice. I got the promotion at work. At work. I worked so hard so we could get and have more money. We could get a bigger house. And the wife looks at him and says, all I wanted was your love, your time, your intimacy. And for 40 years, I never knew you. And you never knew me. And now our kids are in college and out of the house. And we were so focused on other things that we never spent time to actually know each other. And we all know the end of the story of that. Jesus just wants to have a relationship with you. That's all He's ever wanted. Not for you to look good. Not for you to make yourself look good to everybody else and to get your life all fixed up and in order and everything in the right place. And then, then Jesus, I'll be good to go to heaven. No, He just wants to have a relationship with His son, a relationship with His daughter, and let nothing come between it. Let me just remain in you and you remain in me. And that's it. That's all He's ever wanted. we stand we just have a couple moments we have a couple moments you have a choice today to accept Jesus for the first time and you have a choice today to even start planning out your weeks you have a, you, there's, there's a practical method to this there's a rhythm that you can set in place. Maybe we'll just take a couple moments and slow down today. Just rest. Find your Sabbath. Find your hope. Find, let all the anxiousness wipe away. Let all the worry wipe away. Let peace arise. Jesus says these things so that your joy may be complete, son and daughter. I pray for my brothers and sisters in this room processing this word. 
Jesus, that you would go before them, that you would go behind them, you would whisper in their ear, that you would encourage them, lift their souls even when they don't see fruit, even when they don't see evidence of it, even now, God, that they would trust in you. Continue to walk. You, brother, you, sister, don't grow weary in doing good, man. Rest in the Lord. Find your strength in Him. Who cares what other people say? Who cares about the social media and all that stuff that's just shallow stuff anyways? Lord, 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 help my brothers and sisters to just receive you this morning as we seek you. Be encouraged today. In Jesus' name, amen.